G'day. Welcome to our series, Investigating Jesus, where we are looking together at that most extraordinary of men of history, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The writer of the Gospel of Luke tells us this about the birth of Jesus Christ. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the field nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. That reading is from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 8. That Jesus Christ was a human male is not really disputed. The birth of Jesus Christ, as we will see, is extraordinary at every level. The primary documents about him found in the Bible state that Jesus was born of a woman, which tells us that at least in a prenatal state, Jesus was nurtured and formed as any other male baby is. On the physical level, Jesus Christ was born as any person is. But about his conception, he was conceived like no other person. He, Jesus Christ, was conceived by the Holy Spirit. This was so that Jesus would not be given the sinful nature that all humans have. Jesus Christ was fully human and fully divine. As we have seen earlier, other documents outside of the Bible from that period of time attest to Jesus Christ and his very existence. Throughout that part of the Bible we call the Old Testament, there is a witness to the birth of a Messiah, a Saviour. From the time of the first sin committed by Adam, through the creation of Israel, the life of the patriarchs and kings and the oracles of the prophets, all these people were looking forward to a Messiah, a rescuer, a saviour who was coming. The covenants that God made with people all looked forward to when this Messiah, this saviour, this king would come and rescue Israel. This king was to be their hope, their saviour, their messiah, their rescuer, their redeemer. As Christians, we believe that this person, this messiah and king, was Jesus Christ. Jesus' genealogy takes his physical line back to Abraham 
via David. You can read all about these in the earlier chapters of Matthew and of Luke. Abraham was the father of Israel, and David was the first king. Jesus Christ grew into maturity as any young Jewish boy did. Anything further than this, we have no historical record, although there are several unverified apocryphal stories circulating. When Jesus Christ was born, his name imbued the very reason that he was born. His conception and birth were extraordinary at every level, and so important is our understanding of the birth of Jesus Christ that no fewer than four angels come to give us a full picture of the event. And do you think that his parents, Joseph and Mary, or even God, ever gazed upon Jesus and thought, how misnamed this boy is? They did not. And the reason they did not is because they knew the very purpose for which Jesus was born. The very name Jesus means one who saves or a rescuer, and the entirety of his birth, life and death were centred on this very role, to save or rescue all those who would follow him. That's it for this week. Next Sunday, we continue on looking at the evidences outside of the Bible for the existence of Jesus Christ and come back every day to Partaker's podcasts to learn more about how you can live as a disciple of Jesus Christ in the 21st century. See you later.